You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hello, and welcome to another week of Mandalorian Mondays, brought to you by Walt's Apartment and the DizInsider.com. Uh, I am here with Jade. Hi. We are talking about this of Mandalorian, chapter 11, titled The Heiress, written by John Favreau and directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. This was the shortest episode of the season thus far at 33 minutes, so very reminiscent of last season, but I definitely didn't notice. I think because there were so many aha moments, it seemed like it was a really packed episode. Yes, definitely. Yeah, there was there was a lot happening, and for it to be like a, a mid-season um, episode... Uh, was very cool. And I should have known something was going to be up with the title coming on of the heiress. Like I kept thinking about that for like the first five minutes of the show. I was like, what does this mean? What does this yeah. mean? Be the heiress. It totally made sense. Right? Yep. <laughs> so it opens with the Mandalorian trying to make this really sketchy landing on this water planet. His ship ends up falling in the ocean and he has to be like pulled out by a really cool, like uh, kind of, at at like ATST style like robotic thing that picks him up out of the ocean. It was kind of a cool little scene there of the harbor and and that. Yep. And you see Frog Lady, the Frog Mama, um, kind of walking around the port, calling out um, a couple of times, and then all of a sudden you see her hubby appear, and they have this cute little romantic little reunion moment and he sees the little eggs and they go off to make babies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, of course, gets the information about uh, where to find more Mandalorians from somebody in the local tavern with a lead from the frog family. So he ends up on this like barge ship kind of thing and this episode up to this point feels very piratey. Right, like with the seaport and all these things happening, like a mysterious figure um, in the seaport that disappears, hooded figure. So they're out there on the ocean. He gets tricked by a Quarren, uh, who are the the kind of pirates on the ship, and uh, Mamacor eats the child, like just full on. They shove it in there, and he dives in after it, but it straight up swallowed him. So I was panicking there for a minute. Yeah. Traps Din Jaren in the cage with this creature. And it's looking pretty grim, right? He is trapped. 
he's getting beat with these like sword things. Yep. Clearly but, after the best scar, after they said all that best scar will be ours. And yeah. yeah. Greedy pirates. So then what happens? So he's trapped under there, all seems lost. And then all of a sudden you see some figures, three figures kind of jet in and start basically beating up these pirates mm. and they help him out. And you kind of see a Mandalorian-esque helmet pop over the edge of the railing. So you can kind of tell it's a Mandalorian coming to save him. But the cool thing about this Mandalorian helmet is that we have seen it before in the animated series, The Clone Wars, and it belonged to a pretty important Mandalorian figure named Bo-Katan, who was the sister of the Queen of Mandalore during The Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And she kind of ran a lot of the military of Mandalore, sort of. There wasn't really a military-esque vibe during in Mandalore during the Clone Wars because they were a neutral planet. But that's where we have seen that helmet before. And later, a little bit later on the ship, these Mandalorians pop off their helmets and you can clearly tell that it is Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. And two other Mandalorians clearly in the same group as her. But if you want to talk about why... Mandalorian kind of freaked out when they popped their helmets off. Yeah. He, he like wigged out. He's like, wait, you're imposters. And yes. then she's like, oh no, son, let me tell you who I am. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but he and still didn't he, get it. He had no idea. No, of course not. Because uh, his subgroup of Mandalorians probably didn't tell him a lot about old Mandalore and the different groups because uh, his group mainly were more traditional and didn't take their helmets off. This is the way and that type uh-huh. of thing, which was not something we were a hundred percent used to and the clone wars and all of those type of series. A lot of the Mandalorians just took their helmets off willy nilly. Uh-huh. So, you uh-huh. know, we were kind of interested to see why the Mandalorian never took his helmet off. And then we kind of get a vision of that in this episode when one of Bo-Katan's companions say he's one of them referring mm-hmm. to the watch, which is another reference back to the clone wars of death watch, which is kind of like a more militarized group of Mandalore that tried to overthrow the Mandalorian government during the clone wars. And mm-hmm. there's just a lot to go into that, but we kind of see the different groups of Mandalorians that survived the empire. Yeah. And this one is kind of described now as being kind of a cult now mm-hmm. of, of kind of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society at some point during the Clone Wars when Maul was on the throne of Mandalore um, and Death Watch, you know, kind of had taken military control of the planet. Yep. Um, sometime during that time is when the child Din Djarin, uh was rescued. Um, and so somehow Death Watch and this religious cult are very much entwined. Um, and so because there was such a divide between Death Watch and Bo-Katan's kind of clan, right? Rivals for power and those kind yep. of things. It's it's very likely that he would never even know who she was or anything to do with, you know, much of what really happened on Mandalore. And that's what she kind of alludes to later. Is that yes, like, don't believe everything you hear. 
So there's some stuff there that we don't know about since the last time we've seen Mandalore is in Rebels. Yep. We don't really know what's happened. Exactly. He doesn't um, believe them or like really understand the significance of her showing up like that. He takes off with his little jetpack and he's like, I'm out of here. You guys are crazy. He yep, gets he doesn't back actually, to shore. He doesn't actually mm-hmm. believe that they're real Mandalorians. He thinks that they probably stole that armor. Mm-hmm. Can tell his shock. So, yeah. So uh, he takes off. And he kind of looks over his shoulder when he gets to shore and doesn't see anybody following him. So he's moving along. And the pirate's relatives come Um, to take revenge. Yep, Uh, they all corner him in this, uh, I don't know, dock area. And he's just clearly outnumbered. mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the three Mandalorians come to his aid, say, he didn't kill your brother, I did. And then... Yep. So they rescue him again. (laughs) And they're pretty much like, hey, like we get this, you know, he tells them that he's on this mission. They want to collaborate on uh, a thing together. She's like, I know where the Jedi are. Well, how did that go exactly? Like, what do you know about the Jedi? I think is what she tells him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he says that I am on a quest to deliver this child to his people, the Jedi. You know, she says, what do you know of the Jedi? He said, basically, nothing. <laughs> yeah. And she says that if he helps them with their mission, she can he can get information of where a Jedi is. Yeah. And so, so when she says that, it kind of, hmm. like, hmm, what Jedi did Bo-Katan know? And later <laughs> in the episode, we will find out. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely a moment where you started freaking. Yep. <laughs> Um, but then I was like rationaling, like, okay, what's another Jedi that could lead him to her? You know, like, I'm like, I mean, there could be quite a few Jedi left. Like, yeah, you know, there could be, but I mean, in the I last mean, that's, episode this of is the what Clone we're hoping. Wars, you know, yeah. Bo Katan and this Jedi were together and kind mm-hmm. of fighting back against Maul and the Death Watch. So, yeah. you know, I kind of freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the moment where he tells um, the Mandalorian not to be everything he hears, you know, about Mandalore and that the enemies are still trying to separate them because they're they're most powerful together. Yep. Um, So they go on this mission because the Empire is around and apparently smuggling weapons and she wants those weapons to help her fight to regain her planet. And we see them get onto this um, ship of some kind that belongs to the Empire. The stormtroopers on the ship are pristine. They're organized. They're disciplined. So you can definitely tell this is part of the actual Empire that remains. Um, They, of course, start kicking butt, taking names, right? Just obliterating their way through the ship. (laughs) They get to the weapons, and then it becomes apparent that she wants to take the whole ship. He's not really into it. He does it anyway. Um, and you see this exchange between the captain of this ship and Moff Gideon in a hologram, which is kind of cool. We see him again. And she's like, Dude, you're you're screwed. Uh, you, you know, you've lost the ship already. And yep. so he pretty much signs off like he's going to kamikaze and take them all down with him. Yeah, he kills tra- his two uh, pilots of the ship and then takes control and starts 
his descent downwards towards the planet at a very rapid rate. The Mandalorians are aware of this, so they're trying to get to the uh, hold as fast as they can. They finally break in, and the Mandalorian and one of Bo-Katan's Mandalorian escorts, I suppose, start steering the ship upwards, and then Bo-Katan has a bit of an exchange with the captain, talking about where is it, uh, who has it, and does he have it, and then the captain is like, if you're asking, you already know. And they were kind of alluding to the Darksaber at this point. Because Mm -hmm. the Darksaber is very important to the Mandalorian culture and who is in charge of Mandalore in a lot of people's eyes. So if Bo-Katan can get the Darksaber, she has the right to rule Mandalore. So it's obviously of great importance to her. And we saw in the very last episode of season one of The Mandalorian that Moff Gideon has the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And he obviously got it when uh, the Empire was kind of destroying Mandalore. So she is clearly on a mission to get back the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And the last time we saw it in the animated series, it was in her possession. Yes, as like uh, it was given to her to rule over Mandalore. So mm-hmm. because there was rival clans fighting kind of for leadership and control. Yep. Um, you know, very political kind of, um, and it, it really comes down to that dark saber kind of being a beacon for the people to unite behind whatever clan possesses it. So it's yep. very significant. Um, so there's also kind of this exchange with that captain and Moff Gideon, um, or the other people that, uh, were steering the ship before he killed them around, like, we just need to get the others. There was this kind of line alluding to there being like a larger fleet. Yeah. Of re- needing backup and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously Moff Gideon has some significant resources that are still left of the empire. Yep. Um, so they save the ship from certain disaster um, and immediately start preparing to, to get into space to, to get out of there fast before, you know, the rest of that empire remnant comes after them. And he's like, well, I got to get out of here. And then what happens? So (laughs) he basically says that he needs his information because he has to go and take the child to his people. And Bo-Katan says that he can find a Jedi named Ahsoka Tano. (laughs) And this is when I freaked out because yes. Ahsoka Tano is like my number one favorite character in all of the Star Wars universe. She was the pad one of Anakin Skywalker during the animated Clone Wars series. And then she ended up leaving the Jedi Order because of this large trial and persecution that she ensued. But, you know, that's not really important right now. And then mm-hmm. she later shows up in the Rebel series, another animated series, and is... Uh, known as kind of a informant for different cells of rebels. And she kind of is fighting for the rebels. And then you kind of see her at the end of that series going off of going off and kind of trying to find a Jedi that was lost with another character named Sabine Wren, which is another Mandalorian mm-hmm. of House Wren. So, you know, 
kind of interested to see. Is she still with Sabine? Has she found this other Jedi named Ezra? Are they still searching for him? Like, how is this all going to tie together? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it definitely looks like he's going to find Ahsoka in the next few episodes, perhaps. Yeah. If he runs into some trouble. (laughs) Super crazy. So they mentioned the city of Kaladin on the forest planet of Corvus, which those are new. We haven't heard of these planets as a lot of the planets that we're kind of discovering in this series are new once in a while there's those known ones like tattooing that kind of anchor us in a certain area maybe of the galaxy but it's a new place um we had heard the rumors that ahsoka tana was going to show up um and the rumors of casting of course for her but you know there's never been like absolute confirmation from disney and lucasfilm that usually there won't be these kind of things until boom they're in the show that's where you get your confirmation so this is kind of cool that they even said her name ahead of time because (laughs) normally they would have just left it as a jedi like you know go to this forest planet and there you will find the jedi in the town of whatever right yeah but the fact that they name dropped her already like whoa that was pretty fucking awesome oh excuse me Uh, that yeah, was kind bleep. of like a, it was kind of like a freak out moment right there, and uh, for yeah, sure, I was freaking yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, definitely on my edge of the seat since Bo-Katan showed up, and you yeah. know that was a freak out moment in and of itself. Exactly. Um, and then I, I just could not believe that that came out of her mouth. I was just like, oh yeah, my I gosh, she actually said like, it. She was kind of alluding to this Jedi, so I was like, oh, it's got to be Ahsoka. It's got to be. And then when she just flat out said it, I was yeah. just like. Oh my God. (laughs) We get confirmation. It was amazing. So anyways, we could talk about that for like days. Yes. (laughs) Um, So uh, he leaves, goes and picks up the child at daycare, which uh, (laughs) the child had been uh, being babysat by frog lady. And it's kind of a cute little moment um, where he walks in and you see the child sitting at the table with the frog lady and frog hubby. Um, and he's he seems to be like learning how to play and learning, you know, about this tadpole being life and like how to play gentle with his friends kind of thing. It's just kind of like this cute little moment of of like a, a life lesson because the episode before, um, you know, he's just sucking down the little eggs before they're fertilized and stuff like snacking away. And then now you see him kind of now transitioning to see how it's all playing out together because he really is like a toddler yeah. right like developmentally you know he's 50 years old but for his species he's a toddler so like it's really cute to kind of see these milestones and these learning moments and i thought that was a cute way to end the episode and yep. you see him get into his ship and it's all like barely holding together exactly like, talk about There's a like hunk of junk and all kinds of stuff in the, yeah. yeah it's it's a wreck <laughs> yeah and some tries to attack the child some kind of like weird little slimy Squid octopus thing thing yeah yeah um yeah but the mandalorian stops it of course and then the child eats it because yep. he's hungry get <laughs> <Get> a snack <laughs> so yeah, that's and then, it yeah and then you see the ship kind of go off into hyperspace and like there's there's like a panel that falls off of it when he makes the jump so yeah a funny little thing so i'm i'm a little bit curious like are we gonna get straight to that planet or honestly is he gonna break down yeah i feel like something's gonna go wrong with the ship and he's gonna have to make some kind of detour or Mm -hmm. something but 
who knows? Maybe not. Maybe they just want to push the story along. Mm-hmm. Not really sure. Yeah. But you do see that in the trailers when they find these imperial looking base, you don't really see the child on his pack or anything. So kind of begs mm-hmm. the question of did he find Ahsoka and is she now trying to train the child while he's kind of attacking these imperial bases? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like Mm. I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> Plus, like we haven't seen um, the characters that we know are going to make a, an appearance from last season, like Cara Dune. Yeah, like there, there's moments we've seen in the trailers and stuff. We know they're coming back. Like, is he going to call them for help because he breaks down or something, or he gets maybe Moff Gideon tracks him because he knows he was there and the yep. other Mandalorian, and so he somehow tracks him and captures him. Yep, like, and you know, and, and the child, like, yeah, who knows? Gideon still wants the child, so you don't mm-hmm. really know what's gonna. Yep, it's gonna be interesting to see where the story takes us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we hit twenty minutes again. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> so, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in to this Mando Mando Monday, and as usual, because this is a Monday after it uh, episode has aired, there's going to be new merch listed. Online. So if you go to stars.com backslash Mando Mondays, um, there's a whole page dedicated to um, some sweet new merch that will be dropping every week. Um, you can also find what we dropped previous weeks. Lots of things are selling out really fast. Yep. Um, so if you are, are down for some collectibles or some specialty Mandalorian merch, like get on that. It's uh, very awesome. And then, of course, tune in to Walt's apartment. Uh Live every Wednesday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram on Wednesdays for those live episodes. And Jay, where can we find you? Uh, I mean, you could follow me on Instagram, but, you know, like I said previously, I don't really use Instagram. So <laughs> you could follow me, snips underscore junior on Instagram. If I get cool. a few more followers, I guess I'll try to post some things. you know it might be kind of cool to post some like ahsoka tidbits since we know that maybe most likely she's gonna appear here pretty soon yeah you know so maybe give a little reaction bio on that or or maybe some recommended episodes of the wars or rebels to watch um to just get a little bit of info about her yeah so that would be cool Yep. So if check you haven't out. watched any of the animated series, I do recommend some binge watching for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can find me at Amber Atin Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also like spotty, but I try to get better at that. So, and of course, follow Walt's apartment. Um, we also post some, some cool games and fun stuff on there. So, yep. everybody, may the force be with you, and we'll see you next week. Alrighty.